I, I uh, made you understand the reason we need to build strong foundations. The fact that no matter how nice a building or a structure is, without the appropriate foundation, you are bound to have wasted your time and energy in erecting that edifice. What makes a building is not so much the decor but the foundation upon which it stands and the same principle applies to every aspect of our lives whether it is a relationship whether it is a business whether it is marriage whether it is a career whether it is education whatever it is you are building if you have the wrong foundation in place over time you will be exposed hallelujah we said the first building block to building uh, a strong foundation is discernment. I spoke exhaustively um, or near exhaustively on this. And I encourage those who are not here to um, get the full message on either Spotify or Podbeam or Podcast or any of those um, avenues. But today I want to talk to you on the next building block, which is humility. Somebody say humility. I can't hear you at all say humility. One of the things that is bound to cause a man to fall in life is pride and being puffed up. One of the things that is able to cause a person, a woman to fall is being proud and being arrogant. In a dispensation or a season where there is so much love for the adulations of men there is so much hunger for the applause of men for people to clap for us and give us standing ovations and give us titles and all manner of nicknames and whatnot it is easy to be caught in those cycles of pride and be on your way down but i pray for you that may the grace for humility sustain what the lord is building in your life in the name of Jesus, somebody shout yes. You see, um, when a man is proud, there is so much he can do and so far he can go. There are, there are people who have allowed pride to enter into them. When the, the Bible talks about a man called Paul, who was, um, I, I, I hope I have the opportunity to talk and, and to preach as I feel it this morning. Hallelujah. Paul was walking one day a young lady comes around and uh, the Bible says she is filled with a spirit of divination and as soon as she sees Paul she starts declaring this one is sent from God this one is sent by God and and so do well to hear him everything she said was true everything she said was right but she did it from a source that was ungodly with a purpose and a motive that was ungodly and uh, the bible says it went on for some time till paul turned around spotted what was happening and cast out that spirit that was speaking through the girl for the applause of men there are many of us who if we are not careful the applause of men will lead us to our downfall before the fullness of time the 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 
the adulation of men. We are clamoring and craving that they will say, as for us, we are different from everybody. As for us, we preach more than everybody. As for us, we prophesy more than everybody. As for us, we say and share deep things more than everybody. The desire for the applause of men will not cause you to go far in life. I feel like preaching it this morning. Uh, if, if some of us were like Paul and this girl was, was, uh, began to say things concerning us where, where they were true and accurate, where people will see that, yes, after all, we have been sent. After all, we have come in the volume of the books. After all, we are anointed and we are gifted. We will make the person a deacon in church and make the person a prophetess in church and give the person front room because she is seeing deep things and saying accurate things. But not everything people say that is right concerning us is also godly. People are so proud in church. When you say lift up your hands, begin to say something to God. Oh, what kind of lifting up hands again? If I just say, wound God here? We are too big to even lift up hands in church. For God said, put your, put your hands together for God. And they put your hands together too. We, we, we went to Wesley Girls and we went to Persec. So we don't clap a certain way. But when we have issues and we have troubles, we know where to go. I pray may the spirit of pride be broken from us in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout yes. The Bible said the other day, um, Jesus uh, went with his disciples to a place and he began to wash their feet. But the purpose of what Jesus did was not to establish a tradition or a culture in church. It was to teach the principle of humility that I am Jesus. I am the son of God. I am graced. In fact, I am anointed. That is why the Christ is the title attached to my name, Jesus. I speak and things happen. I speak and the rains come and the winds become calm. I, I lay my hands and blind eyes are open. I speak and the dead rise. The cripple begin to walk. I am the son of the living God. God, when they were baptizing me, did you not hear what God said concerning me? Yet in the midst of all these titles and all that represent who he was, he went down on his knees and began to wash the feet of his disciples, the dirty feet of his disciples, the dusty feet of his disciples to teach them the principle of humility that no matter who you are, if you can but humble yourself, the Lord will lift you up. The Bible says God himself resists the proud. It is not the job of a demon it is God's job. It is not the job of a witch. It is God's job to resist the proud because God does not share his glory with anybody. When a man appears and arises and begins to throw their weight about and begins to to, to bask in the glory of men. Because God does not share his glory with any man, the Lord himself will begin to resist and oppose that man. I pray, let every spirit of pride be broken from off you in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout yes. Uh, one way that humility is linked to discernment is that without being humble, it is impossible for a man to be able to discern. Because when a man is proud, he thinks he has arrived. When a man is proud, he thinks he knows it all. When a person is proud, he thinks that he has seen everything there is to see in life. But there are depths and there are dimensions and there are levels in God that if you can humble yourself, he will expose you from one dimension to the other. Hear me and hear me good. Whenever God wants to give a man something, he just gives you a little bit. He gives you a taste of it. He gives you a teaspoon of it to see how you react and how you take it and how you behave. Many people have been given first dimension operation into the gift of prophecy, but pride won't allow them to move on to the next level. Many people have been given the grace to see and the grace to heal and the grace to manifest in various dimensions of grace, but they are unable to move to the next level because they have become proud and arrogant. When they are coming, men must part way for them. When they are coming, people must lie on the ground for them to walk on 
upon them. But I pray for us, may, may humility be the bedrock upon which we build strong foundations in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout yes. Yeah. Many of us have started businesses and started things even without building anything concrete. We want everybody to call us CEO. If, if at this level you want to be addressed by titles and CEO, what would you do when the million dollar business is open? Many people, because now you, 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 are, you, are, you have given you title pastor and title deacon, you have become too big to dust chairs in church and too big to sweep church because some way, somehow, your degree will not allow you to sweep anymore. But if you cannot humble yourself in that dimension don't expect God to be God in your affairs don't expect God to step in your affairs God is looking for people who are humbling themselves for him to take them and raise them to their next level because when a man is humble when it is the Lord that is doing it the man is sure to recognize the hand of God at work in their lives and give all the glory to God but when a man is proud even when God is moving they will stand and say it is because I am intelligent they will stand and say it is because I am connected they will stand and say it is because I am anointed and it was and said it is because I pray four hours a day I was I was teaching some people something yesterday in Tamale and I was telling them I said listen never think that because you pray four hours a day that is why God is moving in your ministry don't come to the place to think because you fast a lot that is why God is moving in your ministry go to Somalia and see people who are fasting although by starvation and see whether God is moving in their ministries it is by the grace of God and by the divine decision of God to begin to move in your life and don't take it for granted at all. I pray for you that you will learn to be humble no matter what so the Lord can raise you from one level to the other. Somebody shout yes. I am, I am, I am, I, I am serious about this message because if you don't understand it at this level, you can't rise to the next level. Uh, uh, now, now, so for when people come for me, Jesus, he's pastor so so and so, he must be giving front seats, otherwise, he is annoying. When people come and you call them, say, Oh, uh, want to introduce um, Brother Riafi, say he's annoying because how dare you call me Brother Riafi? Do you know how long I have been a pastor for? You have forgotten my title. I am Reverend, Doctor, Bishop, Archbishop, I am, I am, I am Cardinal, I am Rabbi, I am all manner of things. But you need to understand that it is not about the title. It, it, no matter what people what praises people sing to you and sing about you remember you are still that boy that God raised you are still that boy that God forgave you are still that man that woman that God turned around remember where the Lord picked you from if your strength could do it you would have done it already if your strength could do it your father would have done it already it took the grace of God alone to pick you from that village to pick you from that place and bring you to this place never forget that don't allow people to clap you to an early grave don't allow it, don't allow it, don't allow it. Whenever I go and preach in places, and, and I, pre- I preach for a lot of very elderly men and women of God throughout my life, and sometimes when you get there, and um, they introduce you, you see this maybe 50-year-old man, uh, 60-year-old man who has done ministry for years, and somehow when their people see you, they want to accord you more respect than the 60-year-old man that has been pastoring them for years. And as soon as I take the microphone, I tell them, listen to me, when you see men like this who have served the Lord for 40 years, 50 years, 30 years, consistently in the presence of God, you need to honor them. Don't think that I have come here today, you are seeing something spectacular, so you must... You must honor me more than the man that has been serving the Lord for 30 
years. If for nothing at all, I pray for his grace to be able to consistently serve God for 30 years. In the next 30 years, may I also be in the kingdom and still be preaching like him. Never get to the place where you think because of your education, when your mother speaks, you must shut them down. I have seen people when their mothers speak, the way they can talk back to them and talk back to fathers as if they are so wise and so intelligent. But you are digging an early grave for yourself. I feel like preaching this this morning. I feel like preaching this. Whenever I see a person who is in the habit of shutting down their mothers, I know their life is going nowhere. Shutting down their fathers, I know their lives are going nowhere. The principle of humility. You cannot build anything concrete when you are a proud person. When you are a proud person. There are people who see that. They are so proud. When you are proud, when God is showing you something, you will see it. Listen, do you know God, God has used many things before. The Bible says, he said, I can raise stones to worship me. Do you know what it means? As, as nice as Nat can sing, God says, you are replaceable and your replacement is a stone. Just as much as um, um, Josiah is preaching, Apostle Josiah is preaching, I am replaceable and uh, my, my, my replacement is a rock. You will come here and there will be a rock here. What he's saying is that I can use any and everything for my glory. And so when you understand that, you are careful not to allow people to clap you to an early grave and give you titles that will kill you before your time. Read the Bible well. You will see a donkey prophesying. I feel like going there now. You will see a donkey doing what? Prophesying. You will see a dove bringing confirmation to a man of God. They sent a dove. If the dove brought him fake filler, his decision would have been based on the filler the dove would have brought. There, there, there are two prostitutes in scripture. Two prostitutes. Of one of them is Rahab. One of them is one of the, of the two prostitutes whose issue went to Solomon. The one I preached to you about the other day. And, and the Bible says when the two of them went to Solomon, she, she, said, she started narrating. She said, um, we are two women. We, I gave birth. And then not long after, this one also gave birth. She slept on her baby and killed her baby. And then she came to exchange her baby with mine. When I woke up from sleep and I examined the baby, I realized that this is not my baby. And so we have brought the matter to you, O wise King Solomon, to adjudicate in this matter. Now the question is, clearly she was asleep when the exchange was made. How did she know the way, manner, or process by which the other woman killed her baby? Who told her? Do you understand what I'm saying? She said, the two of us were in the room sleeping. But she killed her baby by lying on her baby. After that, she did. How did she know? Then, then Rahab, the Bible says, Rahab, when the two spies were sent to go and uh, spy on Jericho, when the, the city authorities in Jericho were looking for these two spies, Rahab hit them. And after they had said and they had left, and the two spies came down, Rahab told them that I know that your God has given you the city of Jericho. When we are coming to take it, remember me and my family. And that is when they told her that put a red scarlet by your window frame. So when we are coming, we know where you are. The question is, at that time, or the point is, at 
that time when Rahab was telling the two of them, God had not even told Joshua, the man of God, Joshua the prophet, that it is time I have given the city to you. What was happening here was in around Joshua 5, but it was in Joshua chapter 6 that God now comes to Joshua and says, you know what, now go into the city of Jericho, I have given it to you. In other words, the, the, the woman who was a harlot, who eventually became the ancestor of Jesus Christ, the woman who was a a prostitute knew what God hadn't even told the prophet. How did she know? Understand, God can use anybody and talk to anybody and minister to any. Never come to the place to think you have arrived. That I have arrived. Say, so we want all young men to come and help us. We are doing construction. We want to, me, I want to, I want to go and do construction. Do I look like a, a, a contract, a, a laborer to you? People think it is titles. You can't ask them. The, 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 the reason why these days I don't like going for programs and going for events, when we go, what do I do? I like going to sit at the back. I said, today, let, let me just enjoy my. You'll be there and somebody will come and pick you from there. So, oh, so let's go. Please leave me alone. I want to be at the back here. Because, you know, sweeping will not change your title, it will not reduce your anointing. I feel like going there now. I remember I went to preach for a certain man, a certain church. I was ministering, I was preaching, and uh, while the, the whole service was charged, the atmosphere was fired up, uh, God was moving, and then, and then the man of God was standing at the back, the, the, their door was at the back there. He was standing at the back chatting and laughing with friends. Then, then after service, I told her, I said, this is the reason why this ministry is not growing. Because, because the man of God is filled with too much pride to even sit and listen to the ministration of the Spirit of God. He thinks he has arrived, so the ministry can't grow. That is why many of you, your businesses are struggling to grow. Your careers are struggling to grow. Because you are, you are at variance with your boss. My boss is a small girl. The grace it has taken for her to occupy that position, whether you like it or not, it is by grace. I know I have more certificates. Some of you, it would be better for you to go and exchange your certificate for Kofi Brokman. Because the day you begin to think that your certificate will give you wealth, money, and influence, you are making a mistake. Do you know the number of poor certified men walking around? Poor certified men. When God wants to show you something, it will take humility. When, when you have a balloon, hmm? balloon, how many of you have seen a balloon before? And you pump air into it, you inflate it, and you drop it on top of water, what will happen? Science student, it will begin to flow. It can't go deep. It will only see things that are on its eye level. It will also be perceived by anything around it at that level. But it can be seen by things below it. Only that it cannot see those things that are below it. 
When a person becomes puffed up, that is what your life becomes. You are just floating at the surface of life. Anything from below can hit you without you realizing it. Even when God is showing you things that are deep, you can't see it because pride won't allow you to humble yourself and go down so you can touch it and feel and experience the depths that are present and, and real in God. You, you only see things that are on the surface and people see you on the surface so you think that you have arrived because after all, they can see me. But when you pick a stone or I pick a stone and the stone allows me to drop it into water, what happens? It begins to sink and go down. Whilst down there, it has perspective of things above it and has perspective of things around it and things be between the above and below. It still has perspective of all those things. When a man humbles himself and allows God to pick him and drop him, he begins to experience dimensions and depths in God and begins to see things that are not readily available or accessible to the proud people around. Where do you stand? A lot of young ministers and young prophets and young whatever, they have become too proud for their own good. It is too early. You are too young to be this proud. You are too young. You have watched TV and, and listened to radio and seen documentaries of, of people when they are coming, they have an entourage of 35. So, so you think that that is the standard for ministry. Look at someone and say, humble yourself, humble yourself. Or tell somebody to say, humble yourself, humble yourself. Yeah, yeah, me, they don't talk about me. Who are you? Say, if you do me, I'll do you. You are doing yourself. Humble yourself. There is, you can't build anything solid with pride. You cannot build anything solid with pride. Now, many people, pride is eating them up like a cancer. They are not seeing it, they are not realizing it, but they are dying. Their graces that must be a blessing to them, it, it, it's turning out and beginning to affect them and, 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 and work against them because they can't honor. You think your beauty made you get married? Do you, you know the people who, you know beauty? You think you, it is because you are too smart, that's why you went to school. Do you know the people who have, who have better grades than you had? Nobody, they had nobody to pay their fees for. You are where you are by the grace of God. Never forget that. You are where you are by the grace of God. Not because of your super intelligence. Not because of your, um, that because you can, you are articulate. Because you are, you are, you can talk and you can mingle. Master, humble yourself. Otherwise, you can't go far. Look, we can pour all the oils of this world on your head, and you won't go far because of pride. So, if we look at this scripture. Proverbs 16, 18. 
as he's opening, one of the attributes of pride is that it makes you see faults in everybody else. Hmm. Didn't like this one. You didn't like this one. It has a way of letting you see faults in everybody else. But you. You alone are, 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 are you know, perfect. You alone are holy. You alone are anointed. Nobody, look, you, look um, 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 what's his name? Uh, is it Elijah? Went to God and said, God, 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 kill me. Kill me, oh, I am tired. Just kill me now. God said, Master, keep quiet there. Do you know the number of prophets that I have who are undefiled? Who's me? Seven Keep quiet. People think they are alone. Only me. Hey. Only you. Because pride is what will let you begin to see faults in other people. When you see a ministry that presents itself as the only ministry God has called and ordained, run away. The only ones who have uncovered the mysteries of God, run away. Because there was a Jeremiah and there was an Isaiah. Eh? And there was Elijah and Elisha. And, and there will always be men. There will always be people. God will always. He has many, many men. It is impossible for one man to carry a fraction of the depth and essence of God. And so he deposits his depths into many, many men. And uses many, many men in different dimensions and dispensations across the world and across time. You, you are not the first businessman or businesswoman. Humble yourself. Oh, can I also read the scripture? Proverbs 16, 18. Yes, sir. Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride goes before destruction. Wherever you see distraction, pride has entered. You know, when they say, they say accidents are usually caused by what? Overspeeding. Overspeeding is a trait of pride. Uh, you know, you're on the road and there's this car, maybe this truck in front of you and you believe in your car. Master, do you know the car I'm driving? Do you know how long I've been driving? If I step on it now, you will see the way I over. Before long, it, it begins to speak into your inside and you step on the thing that's going to pump. He says he's dead. He oversped. It began from a dimension of pride. Because what would you lose? You let him just go. You will still be alive. I feel like preaching that one too. The Bible says, pride goeth before distraction. Lecturer says, you know, come, I want to give you some exams, tips, oh, me, I'm too, child, I'm too much. I even know more than the lecturer. The exams will come, we'll see. Pride. When mother is, your mother is talking to you, you know, when it comes to marriage, you need to take your time, you need to do this. You know, oh, kolo, kolo. One more time, they came home. Right now, marriage, you know, a strap and swag. You will carry your swag back home. Pride goes before. Wherever you see distraction, you will see pride preceding it. 
wherever you see a fall, there are many people who used to be on top, either business or ministry or in some in one way or the other. They, they were on top. They were reigning. You know, they, 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 were, they became the poster boys for whatever industries they were in. And suddenly, they started falling. And some of them now have become an, uh, a byword for failure. They have become that thing which you used to advise people. You see this man, don't be like him. Why or how? Pride. People get to a dimension where they can't be advised anymore. Hey. Do you know who I am? Who are you, sir? Madam, who are you? And when I entered, when I entered the way the Asha was talking to me, does she know who I am? You are nothing. Humble yourself. God uses people who are broken, you know, broken and a contrite heart. Broken. When a man is humble before God, sometimes he looks like a fool. God just picks John the Baptist and says, Master, I have a special assignment for you. You are going to be the greatest of all people born of a woman. He said, go out into the wilderness and start shouting. Ah. When my father, you know, I'm born into the order of priests. My father, uh, uh, even when, before I was conceived, an angel spoke to my father in the temple whilst he was going about priestly duties. Why don't I just, no, God said, your assignment is different. I need you to humble yourself. Go to the wilderness, start screaming. Repent for the kingdom. What is this madman talking about? When God humbles you and begins, you will look like it. Some of you, your swag won't allow you to be humble. Mm-hmm. You think you have swag. This one, somebody didn't like it. You, you think you have swag. Hey. You know, you have spotted a certain lady in church. So, when you come and carry chairs, what would the lady... You are crazy. This nonsense and foolish proud pride won't allow you to rise in life. I am believing God to raise a generation in Grace Temple where you will come and doctors are sweeping, lawyers are sweeping, CEOs are cutting chairs. Who do you think you are? Where bank managers are carrying chairs. So, so we put it all before God and say, God, not our titles. We have come just as you are. We still remember where you picked us from. Some of you, I know you, we began this ministry thing from campus. Today you say you have arrived. You have forgotten where God picked you from. Because now you are Mr. So so and so and Mrs. So so and so. So when we call for meetings, you won't come. The grace that picked you up and lifted you up is still working. But it is God who lifts up the humble. God himself. When you humble yourself before God, he says, I, I make it my job, not your boss. I, God, I make it myself, not your MP, not your president, not your minister. I make it my job to lift he that is humble. I pray for you that in your humility, may the Lord begin to pick you and elevate you. In the name of Jesus, somebody shout yes. If you don't, look, you are so proud, your wife can't even talk to you. What is wrong with you? 
You are so proud. Your husband can't talk to you. Right? Goes before distraction. When you see distraction, pride was in the vicinity. If you see ministries that rose and fell, pride killed the ministry. That is why, so when, when, I'm, when I'm coming, I'm, I'm leaving church. You know, when people do, hey, hey give me, give me, give me, hey, hey, give me, give me, let me pass. You know what I do? Those who follow me, whenever I get to such a person that they've done that to, I will intentionally stop there and start chatting with the person. How are you? Everything okay. So what is this nonsense? What is this? Protocol back. They will kill you. In the name of protocol, I'm telling you, they will kill you in the name of protocol. They will kill you in the name of protocol and order. Then when God raises you and you become like Archbishop Idahosa, what will we do in this world? Hey, then when, when, you are, when we are, in fact, our cars have to give your car escort. So when you announce to us, all of us are moving from Akramo and we will drive from our homes at Abogobi and go to Akramo and give you escort to church. Hey, humble yourself. You won't die. Humility is not stupidity. It is strength under control. It is not stupid. It is strength under control. Humble yourself. They have taught you English. You, you can speak English. So, so when your father speaks 40,000 words per minute, release all manner of things. Because you see, you think somehow education equals wisdom. <laughs> I have seen, I have seen foolish professors before. There, there are psycho, psychiatrists and psychologists battling mental issues. There are, there are, there are uh, doctors battling medical issues. That must tell you, it is not the title, it is the mantle, it is the grace that is at work. So humble yourself. Humble yourself. In, in such atmosphere, you come for prophetic meetings, and the man of God says, I want everybody to lift up your hands. Yeah, they're feeling too, what? When I see those people, I am boiling on the inside. But they don't understand what God is doing through the simplicity of the hands that are. You don't realize that people keep testifying and you are still here. Have you not realized? Because simple instructions by the Spirit, you are, you are too big to do it. So you know what? Our guest is coming. We are coming to do our 21 days fasting. He said, we want to recharge our what, what, what fasting again? My, 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 um, my fufu is, is there talking about fasting. What fasting? You think you are doing it. The grace of God lifts up people who have humbled themselves. They are broken before God. Say, hey God, no matter what, I am still the one. I am, I, say, the boy you saved, that song, sing it now.
the boy you say has come to worship you. You still remember. You still remember. The boy you say has come to worship you. Oh, say, I was in the plane and a woman sat by me. She's in so almost 70 years, 70 thereabouts. And uh, she usually when I, I, I sit in public places, like I like to mind my own business. But this woman started a conversation. Young man, who are you? What do you do? See, what do I do, say? I said, Oh, well, I'm a farmer. You know, I, I but I'm a farmer too. But, are we not farmers? Yeah. I'm a farmer. So, oh, so what are you going to do in Tamale? Ah, well, I'm, I'm on a business trip. I'm going to sort out a few things here and there. And then she told me about herself. You know, I used to do this. I used to do that. Now I'm doing this. And my children, yeah, my children, we spoke. We had a good conversation all the way there. And when, we're, when we got down, she had things. I carried all her things for her, you know. I felt, I felt so good helping this woman, carrying her things. She, she still doesn't know who I am. Carried all her things for her, took, um, took the carousel, picked her big bags, added it and pushed it to her till she got to her car. And then I, I didn't want the people who were coming to pick me to see what I was doing. I wanted to do that quickly before they come and say, oh, uh, Apostle, if they mention the woman will know who I am. So, because whilst I was talking to her, God was speaking to me about her. So I just did all that and then I helped her and then when she was going, she said, oh, can I have your number? I want us to be in touch. I gave my number to her. When she arrived in Navrongo, she called me. She said, oh, have you arrived? I said, yes, mommy, yes. When you come to Accra, I'll come and look for you. It is when she comes that I go that I'll now start talking to her, picking her children one by one and telling her what God wants to do with them. Now, when I, when I, when I carried the bag, did I die? I'm still alive now. But this morning, my anointing has been reduced. I'm still okay. You won't die. So for there are ministries where because of pride, the men of God can't allow the young and upcoming anointed people to begin to showcase the grace. That is, they will kill the grace before it's time. They won't allow it. They will kill it because they are afraid. And so the, the pride won't allow them. There are also young men who pride won't allow them to sit and learn. They have arrived. This preaching apostolate, which I can do better. Come. <laughs> the, all these things doing, I can, I'm deep. Gladly. 
Pride won't allow. So, so pride won't allow them to hear anything. You say, you know what? I want everybody to have a pen and a paper and write down something. Oh, my. Lectures, I am trying to teach you. Yeah, call lectures, can I go notes now preaching? Yeah, yeah, sharp. Yeah. You after three hours of minutes, ask them what did he say? He said humility. Summarize it in one word, humility. Humility is not stupidity. See, there are times the things you have written down. You will be going through something. You will find that notebook, you are flipping. Ha! You see one word. You say, ah, this thing is speaking to me. That is the essence. That is the reason why you write things down. So it can build you up. So you can keep going. So, so we keep building. Last week, we started building strong foundations. We put discernment there. Now we have put humility. Next week, we put another thing. And then you are learning, okay, this business I want to start. These are my building blocks for starting this ministry. It won't just enter here and exit here. Because you've actually taken time to take notes and write it down. Humility. The Bible says, Elisha was pouring water on the hands of Elijah. That scripture, every time I read it, Oga, can't you pour water on your own hands? Why, the taps are not working. But the tap is working. Why? why Elijah had more money than Elijah. Elijah had more prominence than Elijah. Elijah had more money. He left Odzing and whatnot to come and follow him. And he was still pouring water on his hands. And so it's not surprising that when Elijah was going, a double portion of the grace now enters Elisha and begins to move in the dimension of the one he had said. I was teaching on prayer war that the Bible says, um, um, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. And I said, there is a difference between waiting for the Lord and waiting on the Lord. It's not the same thing. To wait, well, look at your dictionary well. To wait on or wait upon means to serve. To wait for, you're just there at one position, expecting the occurrence of a person or an event. You're just there. But to wait upon, you are serving somebody. So when the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord, it's actually saying those that serve the Lord. How do you serve except you become humble? Lift up your right hand. Begin to pray in the language of the Spirit, wherever you are. Oh, wherever you are, just begin to pray. That I will be humble, oh God. That I will never forget. That I will humbly serve. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we give you the glory. We ask for the grace to be humble all the days of our lives, that we will not be puffed up. Let every pride an inflated sense of self, a gorged sense of 
image be best in the name of Jesus. Let us return to who we are and humble ourselves as you lead us, as we build foundations of what you intend to do in our lives. May your grace and your glory be established in our life like never before. Have your way and may your name be glorified in the mighty name of the Lord Thank you for listening to the Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. For more of these messages, please subscribe to his podcast and SoundCloud. It's Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. To interact with him, like his page on Facebook, follow him on Twitter at Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr.